0: Welcome to the I Hate Everyone podcast, the only podcast run by a 24-year-old black magician from Wisconsin, currently living in New York, featured by Complex, New York Times, AM, New York, Fox, NBC, and ABC. Today, we have an episode for you. This is a doozy. This is a doozy. You might say, like, RJ, you don't like making serious episodes. Just kidding. I fucking love making serious episodes. My whole life is a serious episode separated by the eight-part Dan Harmon story circle, which we talked about in another episode called My Secret, which you should definitely listen to. However, however, today I discovered the secret to Republicans. I discovered the secret to conservatives. Now, if you're a conservative listening to this, listen to this and tell me if I'm right. I'm not going to say anything, hopefully, to offend you. I just want to know if this is correct. And for all my liberal friends out there, maybe this will shed some light on this. Maybe this is just me that didn't know. Maybe if you're somewhere in between, you don't have to be conservative or liberal. Honestly, I don't think it's wrong to be a Republican. I think there was a time when Republicans stood for something, I guess, like other than keeping brown people out of America. But I think like a lot of the Republican ideals aren't necessarily wrong. You know, being like fiscally conservative isn't necessarily wrong. It's just a different style of living. And there's probably a way trickled. You know, people are probably like, you're such a fucking idiot if you're like an econ major. But there's probably a way trickle down economics could work. There's probably a way. Probably not the way it is now, you know, but like in the future, there's probably a way where like that model of economics works. So they're all economic theory. So none of them is proven. None of them are facts. You know what I mean? So like if you know anything about economics, which I don't know a ton about economics, but if you know a little bit about economics, you know that all these different things are just theories. And you really can never prove with absolute truth what people like that's like predicting the future, you know, economics. And that's not you can't do that. So choices, choices, the study of choices, right? Choices. We can choose to accept information or can choose to be blissfully ignorant. But honestly, people are angry at Republicans and I'm not angry at conservatives or Republicans. The word I use interchangeably in right now, but I probably wouldn't in four years. It's, you know, it's very different, but uh, it's not very different. It's nuanced. But I'm going to tell you guys about a book that I read. So I, I read a book. I don't remember when it was what the book was called. It was super existential and very like it might have been a choose your own adventure book, but they fucked me up because I read it way too young. I don't know why. And they had all these different stories. And this book was about technology. And this guy made this technology that let him see into 4D. Now, I'm not an engineer or a physicist. I can only explain this to the level that I understand it or what I think I understand. But let me try to explain this to you. Okay. So... If you play a game, this is an analogy in an analogy. If you play a game like, like Paper Mario, it's like Mario, uh, but he's like paper, right? So it's like not so 3D rendered in the imaging. It's kind of like, you know, Pac-Man or something like that. Let's say you play Pac-Man. If you met Mario or Pac-Man and we're going to explain that there's a whole world that doesn't just go left or right. You know, you go back and forth, front and back, forward and backwards, up and down. He's two-dimensional, forward, backwards, up, and down. It's like a, a game, like a, a Game Boy, like the D-pad, like the pad on it, forward, backward, up, down. You, can, you can't go deeper into the game. In some games, you can, like on PS3 and whatnot, but we're not, we're trying to keep in this analogy. On a D-pad, they invented the fucking joystick because you can't go deeper into a background of, of, of Mario, for instance. You can't go into the water. Mario just sees the water but he can't go into the water. If Mario could see our world, he couldn't hop out because he would still be two-dimensional, kind of like Doodle Bob. This is very weird, but I'm getting somewhere, trust me, right? So to explain to Paper Mario or Pac-Man, there's a whole world outside of there where things are 3D would be impossible. It'd be like explaining color to a blind person. You can't comprehend three dimensions when you're living in two dimensions, right? So with 3D the book was getting at that there is a fourth dimension, right? There's a fourth dimension that we can't comprehend. There's shapes and things that we can't physically see. It's all there, but we can't see it. What could be in this fourth dimension in this book they teased? Maybe there's angels there. Maybe they're always maybe there's things in front of us that we can't register that we just can't register yet. Almost like if there was if you're a gamer, there's a lot of games that come out that just like aren't, you know, good enough for your TV, so there's things you just can't see, and you get a better TV, you get a 4K TV, and you're like, holy shit, I had no idea this was there, so there's probably shit in 4D that we can't see, there's probably aspects of things, like, if a book is just a square, as of a, a 3D book, in 4D, that book might look different, you might be like, 4D, that's like Spongebob, with the fucking thing, we could smell the movies and shit, like they used to do it, like, that gimmicky shit, that's 4D, right, no, 4D is something that we can't comprehend, And it's very, it's a very, very abstract concept that I wish I could like explain, but to explain it, I'd have to understand it and to understand it, I'd have to see it and we can't. So if you're like, well, that's that science bullshit. If you're a Christian, you can think of that guy that says he went to heaven for like 10 minutes or whatever, um, in the least pedophilic way, even though it sounds super weird. Uh, he says he went to heaven and people are like what does it look like and he he basically comes back like after coming back to, to life and he's a preacher this is a true story he's like a preacher now I guess my friend was telling me about him and he says like in heaven like I wish like people always ask me what it's like but I can't tell you what it's like because I don't can't describe those colors you know what I mean it's like purple isn't purple it's super purple I can't even explain it so it's like describing a taste you never tasted it's very it's a very weird concept but that's what I like to think of for my super conservative friends Honestly, this is honestly, this isn't a rip, this isn't a dig, this isn't a jab. I think that they were, they've been in this 2D Mario world, right? Hey guys, it's RJ after from the future coming back to say something. I was listening to this and I realized I sound like a douche and it's hilarious because I was like, you know, as you guys know, I record these highs, so sometimes I don't get my points fully across. So I was like, so I was reading a book, it was Choose Your Own Adventure, super existential. And like, what I meant was at the time at nine years old, it was a very existential concept that there could be a fourth dimension that was like outside of our viewing our what our eyes could see, so like the children 's book writer who wrote that was definitely like on acid, and I don't know how that got published, but it's like a really weird idea, so i 'll try to explain this on another level right so or I guess on a better level, so imagine this example of Mario from Mario Party, right. Mario's on the screen, and you have, like, a big poster, right? And the poster is of your face, okay? So let's say you cover your TV with this big poster of your face. In Mario's world, he sees forward-backwards, he sees the pipes, the plants, he looks up and he sees the sky, and let's just say his eyes work like, like ours, let's just say his eyes for some reason work like ours, and he can look... Out and turn his head. Let's just say he can turn his head and he sees beyond the sky is this picture of his face that he can never touch. He can never touch it. It's out of his view. He can never physically touch it, but he knows it's there and he can see it and it's beyond what he can see, but it's there, right? That's a big picture of your face. To Mario, that is space. To Mario, that picture is space. And the book kind of like alluded to this idea that we are all just beings in this three-dimensional world. And what if we're just like, what if the sky in the universe is just this, this poster that can be removed? Because Mario, as a 2D being, can only see forward and backward. And he sees the limits, which are the big sky, which is your face. Doesn't know on the other side of that is a whole universe with a kitchen and dogs and plants and fucking people and things that can move up, down, side, left, right, three-dimensional and computers. He doesn't even know he's in a computer, right? So what if that's our sky? Our sky is just something that's blocking the fourth dimension. And even if Mario did know there was a third dimension behind the wall, he wouldn't be able to see it because his mind couldn't comprehend it as him being a pixel, him being like two dimensional. I can't even like describe how I can't describe it because I don't know. I just like get this is this is guessing. This is all like theory. So like this is if any of my scientist friends want to clarify this, I think I did a decent job of explaining the concept of understanding 4d if there is a 4d but i'm not sure but um yeah that's the general idea so i really wanted to be sure i was getting this right this is me from the future again somehow i ended the last one wanted to google it to make sure i was correct or at least the general idea was correct i googled it and i found a talk by neil degrasse dyson dyson (laughs) Tyson chicken nuggets? No, Neil deGrasse Tyson chicken nuggets, motherfucker. Neil deGrasse Tyson, where he actually uses like the same example because there's really not a lot of examples you can use to explain two D besides drawings because that's the only thing you can do, and he um, makes the point that he says he uses the example of what if I am a two dimensional person, so like a, a drawing on a page, and you took a sphere like a like the size of a beach ball that was hollow on the inside like a beach ball and the beach ball you could like put it through the drawing right to the person on the drawing that would look impossible the person on the drawing if it would it wouldn't look like you're just putting a beach ball through a drawing it would look like their whole sky is enveloped in white and then it would pass right through you know that's what it would look like to them so he's like he makes the point he says who's to say the phenomena that happened the extraterrestrial like phenomena that happens in our life isn't just something happening on the outside so for instance if i drew a picture of a cat and the cat came alive the cat could go forward and backward as we know it can't come off the page it can't look off the page so the cat can go forward and backwards if i draw a house to the cat if the cat was alive on the page the cat just saw a house appear forward whoa that house appeared forward how did that happen and if you erased it the house disappeared right and maybe there's like a little like uh this is so weird though. This is so weird, I feel fucking crazy for saying this, but I feel like hopefully you're following what I'm trying to say. Uh if you like, let's say you drew a person and then you erased the person and there's a little bit left. Maybe to the cat or to the person on the page that you draw the Mario person, maybe that person that's half gone looks like a ghost. What if that's a ghost? Like I there's so many like weird like analogies you can make. To explain all the weird things that pop in, pop out, the weird things that appear, that people think happen, that don't, time travel, like all the weird shit could just be what if we are being drawn by somebody else, you know, because once you create something, once you create a video game, that world lives on, you know, we could stop making that game and that world could live technically as long as electricity keeps going and who's to say like something's not keeping the fourth dimensional beings going and then Neil deGrasse Tyson makes the point that it goes on to fifth dimension and sixth dimension there could just be an ongoing list so this like we live in a simulation thing that Elon Musk says isn't new but it's also kind of uh if we were in a simulation that could be the dimension our universe our literal universe is bounded By the constraints that we can like see and understand, so like the Marvel Cinematic Universe is a universe that's a two dimensional actual universe where like beings live inside and they don't know that they're being drawn because like they don't live, they don't have actual like things, but like maybe they they don't, but like once you breathe this life into them, don't they? It's it's hard to explain. They're two dimensional, and if Wolverine fucking draw something i don't know is that one dimension i'm not sure i don't think so i don't think i don't even know how a one-dimensional is just i don't fucking know so it's like this shit could go on forever are we in someone else's shit or are we the last shit like if there, what are the odds that there's three dimensions and we just happen to be in the third and there's no fourth you know it's like who knows anyway what's on the fourth i don't know god what who knows and their whole life, they've been told there's only up, down, left, or right. Because what else is there? No one else matters. This is your world. This is built for you. You are Mario. So to explain to Mario that he's just a player in the game, that Mario is just a character, that there's a whole other world that he can't even comprehend because you can go deeper into the world. Mario wouldn't want that. Mario's the king of his world, right? Mario wouldn't want that because Paper Mario is the king of Paper Marioville. He wouldn't want to go into the 3D world. He wouldn't want to know about the 3D world. In fact, the 3D world would break his fucking mind to know concretely that there's more out there, that he's just a, a character in the game. And that's how I feel about racism. You're the character. You're the character in your own world. The world is built for you. The world was made for you to be able to be whatever you want to be as a white person. You can be a white person that's poor. Walk into a room. No one will judge you for the color of your skin. If you're a man, no one will judge you for your gender. The world is built for you to fucking get the fucking mushrooms and bloop, 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 go up, you know, and if you're white and you're like, no, it's not. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. That's what I'm going to say. Think fucking about it. Think about how no one's ever asked you what race you, or maybe they ask you what race you are, but you never had to wonder what that meant on a job application. Think about every time no one's ever asked you what race you are on the phone. Think about every time no one's ever commented about your skin color. These are things that make your life easier, regardless of what you think, what you think. If you want to think of it like this, I spend 20 more minutes Fucking a month talking about race just because people ask me questions about it. And that makes my life longer than yours, I guess. Or I guess it makes my day longer than yours. So just think of it like that. If it's too hard to comprehend. However, it's trying to explain to these people who have this world built for them that there's other aspects of the world that make the world go round. That everything that everyone else does is essentially made to benefit them. You know, like fucking fucking like slaves building the country wasn't meant for everyone it was meant for white people to make their lives easier you know like discrimination laws and voter suppression is made to make the white man fucking more powerful and to keep fucking minority voters suppressed putting people in jail all this shit these are outside forces almost like engineers for the video game engineers for the motherfucking video game putting all these outside to tell Mario that his whole world was set up for him by people that came before him and to make their life easier and all these other constraints were not really their fault but they were kind of responsible for them in a way which is i guess white privilege knowing that they're there knowing these forces if mario knew the world was there and just lived in his world i guess that would be kind of like living with privilege you know but ignoring that world ignoring that world and not even acknowledging that it's a thing that's white privilege used poorly you know So that's the best example I can give. So when people say, how do you have conservative friends? I don't think of them as being stupid. I don't think of them as being like inferior to me or anything like that, you know, because a lot of people can have, again, liberal, the liberalism where it's like, I'm better than you because I know what you don't know. But it's like, I just don't think they can conceive this because I can't conceive what it's like to be white. I can't conceive what it's like to. To walk into a room and not think i'm black the first time i can't think what it's like to meet a girl and not think or will her parents think that it's okay that i'm black i can't think of what it's like i've never not checked black on a job application you know like i all of these things are contributing factors so it's 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 interesting when i had this friend reach out to me who usually ask me good questions, right? He usually asks me questions like, hey, what do you think about this? Why do black people think this? Why?" And you might think like, oh, that's kind of like, you can't speak for all black people. But again, I don't think I'm the average person. I think I like to think about things really big picture and I think I like to be objective. So I think like in terms of like, for, to ask like a sociological question about black people, I think I'm a pretty good person to ask. You know, maybe if he asks, like, hey, why does LeBron James, like, I don't fucking know, but still. So, like, I think, like, when he, he he asked me, I don't think he's just going around asking every black person. I think he's asking me because he thinks I think about things like this, which I do because I have a fucking podcast that I talk to you guys about, which is in this episode, which he should fucking listen to, but he doesn't. So, moving on. He usually asks me good questions, but today it was a different vibe. It was a different vibe. I'm going to show you guys the vibe. I'm going to read the vibe, I suppose. See if you guys can catch the vibe. (laughs) Vibe, 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 vibe. One second. He said, I'm going to scroll back to the beginning of the conversation. Oh, there's a lot of messages. Wow. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Wow. Okay, here we go. So he sent a message that says, Hi hey, remember when the funny time we said Black Lives Matter said Brianna Taylor said she was peacefully sleeping alone in her house when cops served a no-knock warrant and shot her cold in cold blood. Um turned out all that was fake and her boyfriend shot at them first, but they hid all that messy all the messy details to stir up riots and chaos. That was a small little oopsie daisy on our friends in the media. So what he was trying to say. As he knows, I love the media. I love things like agenda-setting theory, which is a communication-based theory, talking about how we set the events for the media. I am a, a publicist. He knows this. So he knows that, like, I am willing to come to terms on an agreement that media sucks in a lot of ways and talk about this. And I love talking about that. However, what he did not think was that I found this as a very insulting rub-in-the-face to me of black death. He's saying, hey... He was trying to say that, hey, remember when we said Brianna Taylor was innocent? Well, she's guilty, but she's still innocent. No matter what, she was still sleeping. She was the sleeping one. So it's like her, he's like saying that her death is like, was like a point for conservatives like collateral damage but hey we proved our point right like media sucks and i'm like nigga shut the fuck like i was like what and i didn't register this until after the conversation like after i looked back i was like that's definitely what i was feeling however i was like okay bro First of all, what are you talking about? We need to clarify some things. As of now, I believe as of now, I have not found any updates. There are no there's no concrete evidence saying her boyfriend is a drug dealer. The evidence saying that her boyfriend is a drug dealer is that they were looking for a drug dealer who was black and they had the wrong house. So they think her boyfriend's a drug dealer because he is also black. And now that he's dead, just like with George Floyd, they're trying to look up everything about him to justify why that was important. However, the point that black people and people, the point that we're trying to make is that it doesn't matter if they were fucking criminals. It's not the job of the police to fucking kill people. You know, that would be like if you went to the doctor And then your doctor killed you and then he was also the mortician and then also the fucking like funeral director. It's like something suspicious here. You know, it's like you can't the job of the police, the job is not to be an executioner because the executioner isn't even a job in like more than 10 states. So it's like they're not supposed to kill people no matter what that's the first thing. And then it clicked. This is the story that people here there was uh, there was a guy there was a guy that was a drug dealer the police arrested him as the heroes they are and then he told them about his friend that may have been a drug dealer also the police went to the second drug dealer's house they knocked and said hey the police are here can you please open your door and then the guy came out opened his door wide and shot the dude in the motherfucking leg and said come get me bitches my girlfriend's sleeping. Kill her, too. And then they shot up the place. It was just a mistake. They didn't mean to kill the sleeping girl. This is the story that conservatives are hearing in their heads. I didn't realize that this is the narrative that conservative news outlets are spinning. It's that the police just made a little mistake because they thought that he was associated with the first drug dealer. This is the story that they're spinning. But I hear this is the, the story that everyone knows, or at least that 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 is the normal sounding story that the police came to the house when they just disregarded all evidence of who this person actually was. They either didn't knock or knocked very quietly. Or the third option is that they knocked so loud that the dude was terrified because they legally for a knocking drug raid they only have to knock for 45 seconds so they knock viciously for 45 seconds as police do I had police come to my house for a fucking house party can you imagine if you, they thought you were a fucking drug dealer the police for a house party were like police 45 seconds of that shit You, they say they're the police you don't know and the police you're innocent you're not a drug dealer why would the police be knocking on your door like that so of course he's nervous and doesn't think it's the police Then they fucking kick down his door and they go in and he shoots because he's terrified because he's innocent. And then they fucking shoot 20 rounds and kill his girlfriend. That's what I thought happened. And that's what I thought everyone knew. So an interesting point I keep hearing is, well, he shot at the police. He shot at the police. And that's like what makes him guilty, apparently. So my question is, why would he shoot at the police on purpose? Now, you guys know how I feel about the why would she lie argument. I feel like it is a bad argument because why would she lie is never a good example. Because you could use the same thing with why would he lie. Why would that police officer lie to save his job? That's the easy answer, but when you say it, people get mad. So I can't use the argument why would he lie. However, the argument I can use is why would he shoot at the police? If he was surrounded and his girlfriend was sleeping, why would he, an innocent man, want to have a shootout with the police? Innocent people haven't done anything wrong, and as you guys keep saying, just comply, just comply. So, like, I guess, like, why would an innocent man whose girlfriend is a public servant, an EMT, who, who probably also believes in just comply because he's an average citizen, which we have to believe. You can't assume because he's black that he just, like, hates the police because at this point this is before all this shit happened even though he probably already knew what the police were doing because we all did but fuck it so why would an innocent man want to kill the police you know it's like oh he was a drug dealer why would a drug dealer want to kill the police you think you think you think he thought he was going to get away from killing the police like it's it's he wasn't he was alone with his girlfriend in the middle of the night so that's why i'm just like i get what you're trying to do like oh yeah he was a bad guy but like there's no evidence to say he was a bad guy so we have to assume he's innocent according to our constitution and then fucking like i'm very confused i'm very confused as to as to what people are just missing and you might be like well he's gaslighting you and again i just think we use gaslighting too much I don't think he's trying to make me think I'm crazy. I just think he really thinks he fucking has something. Like, I think he really thinks he did something there. You know what I mean? I, I think after that, he sent me an article where it's like, see, it says that he was a drug dealer. And it says that they had a warrant. And according to the law, uh, you just need, like, beyond to go beyond reasonable doubt to get a warrant. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure... The beyond a reasonable doubt thing is for a jury to convict somebody. They have to be sure beyond a reasonable doubt that the person did the crime committed. Otherwise, they aren't convicted. So I'm like, I think you have your, your things mixed up for a warrant. You just need sufficient evidence and a judge that will grant the warrant. I thought... But maybe I watch too much Law & Order SVU, but I'm pretty sure from my law days, my law, not my law school days, my law class days, that that's how it works. But please tell me if I'm wrong at RJTheMagicCan. Send me an email at RJ the Magic. Oh, not email. Uh, DM at RJTheMagicCan on Instagram. You can follow me. Remember, get up to 30 ratings. I'm going to drop the Christmas sex story, uh, <laughs> Christmas sex party story of 2019. Um, if I get 30 ratings by November, that's, uh, that's my promise to you. If you don't want to hear it, don't don't rate the podcast. Take away your ratings if you don't want to hear it. Moving on. So, we... I just don't understand why they think you'd want to shoot at the cops. And he wouldn't, obviously. But... That's just what they're thinking. And they think, oh, this is justified if he was a bad person. What makes him a bad person if he was a drug dealer? I don't know why being a drug dealer is the ultimate fucking crime when everybody's on fucking medication. So, like, whatever. But it's just like, I, I, <laughs> I get where they're trying to get at. But it's just so subjective with conservatives. I feel like it's like, oh, have you ever smoked weed? Yeah. It's like, but you don't like drugs? No. But your niece does coke? Yeah. And you know that? Yeah. It's like, what? It's like your niece is a cokehead. Like you're fucking, you're, I know so many fucking white girls love coke. And if, if, if white people confess to their parents how much they actually did coke, I think that coke would probably become legal. I think that's not like once Ivanka is like, yo dad, actually uh, this is what I do and why I'm so, actually Trump definitely does coke. Like it's definitely a thing. I don't know why he's pretending that he doesn't do coke. I don't know why no one has brought this up. Trump 100% does cope. But back to the main point of this story. So he really thought he did something, right? He thought he was, like, really just fucking burning me. And I'm just like, dude, I don't want to have this argument with you. I'm like, just talk to me in six months because I need six months to register that this is what kind of person you are. Because it was one thing to ask questions. It's another thing to have different beliefs. It's another thing to ignore evidence. He sent me this article, again, that said the cop said that her uh, boyfriend was a drug dealer. I'm like, of course the cops said her boyfriend was a drug dealer. They're trying to save said job. That's what they're trying to fucking do. The cops, of course, are going to lie and say whatever they can. And he's like, well, they have witnesses. They have one witness. Out of the 12 people that live in the fucking building, one person says they heard a knock. That's all. They didn't say they heard the police announce it with the police. They just said they heard a fucking knock. Like, that could have been anything, and I highly doubt that it was an actual person. I'm sure they're just fucking, like, the police are pressuring them. If you don't know anything about police pressure, watch any of the hundreds of documentaries out there about the police that fucked up some shit that the Innocence Project had to work on to get somebody out, or the Central Park 5 uh, pick on, um, doc pick on um, fucking Netflix, or just like anything with police pressure where people admitted to doing things that they didn't do, or seeing things that they didn't see. Or things like that, but usually when people lie about things and doesn't benefit them, it's typically because the police are putting the pressure on them to save their own asses and whatnot. So, I at this point I don't know what to tell him. Like, he's not like a I don't want to say not a bootlicker. He definitely is a bootlicker, and I can tell you why. Um, <laughs> wow, that changed like really fast, and I can tell you why. It's because he wanted to be a police officer when he was younger, and he did all these ride-alongs with police, and I don't think he was ever. Enough to be a police officer. It's very skinny and very short. So he was never really going to make it as a police officer. But why did he want to be an officer? Anyone who played any sports in high school that don't know what they're going to do wants to be a police officer because it seems easy and you think you can help people. But in reality, a police officer, like most jobs, are very much not as glamorous as they seem. And uh, a a police officer, like most jobs, being a police officer is not as glamorous as it seems. So I'll say that. I'll change the grammar of that sentence because it's a little bit weird. So uh, it's it's a lot of paperwork. You're not a detective. Most people aren't smart enough to be detectives. And they just end up being beat cops or street cops and they need fucking action. And that one call they get in the middle of the night is their fucking action for the month. So they have to fucking Jet lee that shit or whatever the fuck they think they're doing. And it's just it's he flunked out of cop school and it's like they didn't want you to be a cop that's cool but you don't have to be a bootlicker because they didn't want you to be a cop you know and i just don't know where this comes from it's like their d-pad their directional their their paper mario world they only see like money and then right wrong bible and it's like if anything falls out of that peripheral literally intersectionality is when you have issues that collide for minority like groups whenever you have like an intersection of that d-pad they can't see it because it's just too much to handle like they just can't physically do it almost like if you wanted to go sometimes games look like you can go deeper in but you just can't fucking do it and that's what it is and that's what I'm learning and that's why I don't feel bad so like I want to urge you guys to stop not don't feel bad that's why I'm not angry. I'm angry that he's so stupid to bring this up to me, but I'm not mad that he doesn't understand it yet. Because there is, will be a day when he finally gets it. And it will 100% be because of me. And I'm not ashamed to say that. And there's nothing wrong with me saying that. I think That there's like I'm not like I'm his only black friend, and that's what I like doing because I'm a fucking coon. (laughs) That's not what I'm saying. I do not like being the black friend, and I don't like teaching motherfuckers shit. But I realized from a, a utilitarian standpoint, as fucking Zach, who came on talking about his two non-binary partners in an episode uh, called uh, "How to Have Sex with Two People and Maintain a Strong Relationship" or something like that, check it out. But he came on and he said, used the term utilitarian. He said, "I'm utilitarian, which believe, you know, believing that uh, it's economic principle. I believe, uh, believing that the best for all is what's best for everyone." So it's like, I'm utilitarian, and I realized that if everybody who was there. I know I'm his smartest black friend because he doesn't have many black friends. You know, he has friends he plays video games with. We never asked their opinion on things, you know. So it's like. If everybody's smartest black friend stopped trying, not trying to help, but stopped telling them the truth, <laughs> I should say, everyone would just be more racist. You know, and I can't rely on somebody else to do it one day or him to just figure it out because what's going to make him figure it out if I can't? You know, if, if me being as smart as I think I am or as good of a argument constructor or as good of a, a writer, or as good of a speaker or as good of a friend as I think I am, I should be able to perfectly tailor an argument to one day reach him. And I'd be the perfect person and probably the only person to do it. You know, and it's not like my mission in life, but I realized that as a person and I do enjoy their company before Trump came into office. So it's kind of it's kind of the thing where it's like. If I gave up on you and everyone gave up, we would have a horrible place on Earth, I think, because. 60 years ago, the same people who are supporting Breonna Taylor and Black Lives Matter, those old people, were the same people who were marching with Dr. King and saying that this shit is like, I'm not that marching with Dr. King is the pinnacle because I've talked about how marching with Dr. King is not the pinnacle of white privilege. But uh, it's like, like, you know, marching with Dr. King, talking about how black people should have, you know, fountains that are integrated. You know, these are the same people that said that shit that are believing that black lives matter it's not like they were like well we believe that but now this shit's too far so it's like this is history this is the scope of history this is where people are going so like i urge you guys who are listening that are conservatives or that your parents are conservatives and you don't know why you're conservative you just fucking hate obama or you hate whoever you hate because your parents told you something 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 or because you just think that being gay is wrong because you don't know why but you watch queer eye because that's cool like all of you people just like i urge you just like think about why you believe what you believe because your parents have tricked you your parent the greatest trick parents have ever pulled was convincing you that you believe what they believe because you shouldn't we live in a different generation we need different things Than they did need and that they do need So they needed You know we need Tech savvy to advance our generation You know we need Critical thinking skills To cut through Our critical thinking skills need to be Not better, better they do They fucking need to be better than our parents And they are better than our parents And when I say our parents I mean like people over the age of 50 Let's say and if you're listening to this and you're over the age of 50, and I commend you because this is a dope podcast and shout out for listening. And you're not one of the ones I'm talking about. When I say our parents, I mean specifically my parents and people like my parents. But we need different tools because we have to search cut to get the truth, to formulate what seems to be our truth. We have to cut through millions of articles. Our parents had two papers. You know what I mean? They all know the same thing and get the same opinions. We get to see opinions from all over the world, but we have to, like, to form our own, we have to cut through all of those. And what I'm not saying is that we're all super smart because, sadly, we're not, and I'm not really that smart, and I don't read as much as I should. However, I am his smartest black friend. It's a thing. He doesn't have many. It's, It's default. It's default. But, yes. But also, I know if my smart female friends that I talk about a lot. I keep saying the word female. I don't think it's, like, bad. But it just feels weird. Bad... Uh, I, I feel bad saying girl, woman friends, women. I don't know, female friends. We'll go back to female friends. For those friends, if they the really smart ones that wouldn't shut up about feminism that I always talk about, if they didn't like do that, I would never have been like, you know what, you're eventually right, you know. And if they would have like shunned me because I was a dick after I did my project on how feminism isn't a thing and how they should just get over it after I did that freshman year project when I was fucking 19 years old and an idiot. If they would have given up on me like that, you know, I would have been just an awful person. And I've read this uh, this weird Facebook thing that says that we're tricking boys into becoming incel by, like, shutting down their opinions. And they have to go online and search for people that agree. And they're creating secret chat groups. And this all starts with people kind of shutting down their opinions. So, like, <laughs> you know, in a world where they would shut down my opinions and I was super lonely coming out to college with no friends like I did, I might have been a different person, you know. So, like... And and probably a big part of my magic, or I, I, a big part of my magic for real, actually, um, if you go to my website, which is rjsmagic.com, it says that, like, I'm a big advocate for women's rights and and the rights of black people and minorities. Um, it says that on my site. It said that for, like, the last four years because I don't want anyone to hire me and not know what I stand for. So it's, like, I get hired a lot because of that, which I couldn't have predicted And also a lot of people call me And they'd be like yo I love that your website says that And you know it's like I wouldn't have been the same magician Or the same person if it wasn't for these people You know what I mean I wouldn't be as successful If it wasn't for these people And again I'm not super successful quite yet Keep listening we'll see we'll see However what I'm saying is that I would be I don't even know where the fuck I would be If if it wasn't for, for that So Moving on I guess people are fucking crying out Something's wrong something's wrong If anything, no one had to die. And people are like, well, what about this? What about this? And it's like, I don't know what it's going to take for us to be able to stop getting the whatabouts. If if the perfect person died tomorrow, I don't think it would matter. And I I don't want the perfect person to have to die to prove the point. And there's nothing... I'm at this point where there's nothing that I can do or say to convince people that don't want to come out of the... 2d world (laughs) that you know that they they can you know so i I don't know what i'm trying to say in this last part but i hope that you guys have a great day these are just some thoughts for you about brianna taylor about the situation and about maybe thinking about conservatism and the things they believe thinking about it from how their viewpoint maybe can help you understand and that doesn't make anything better but maybe it'll give you some clarity so yeah, so anyway, bottom line, Brianna Taylor's boyfriend was a drug dealer that was just fucking out there on the streets, and they had to clean up the streets, because they didn't know, but they knew, so they went there, and they knocked politely, Brianna Taylor's boyfriend opened the door, and they, he shot at them, and they were like, oh, hell no!" they fucking took him to town, smoked him, fucking, yep, there you go, and that's what happened, and yes, America, hoo-ha, yep, That sounds like, yep, no one heard it. No one heard the knocks, but yep, that's what happened. So thanks for listening. See you guys next time.